witches are the theme of Devil Times 5 this month, so we'll be looking at cherry tree, witchery and a whole lot more. This is episode one of Devil Times 5, a brand new horror podcast hosted by me, Cliff Barnes, in Brighton in the UK. And joining me in the coven are about 60 miles up the road in London, genre writers CJ Lines and Sarah Dobbs. Hello! And about 600 miles away in Aust-Agda, Norway, is that right? Our movie collectors Holly Horror and Richard Tronson. Hi! Right, we're recording this on the 11th of January 2017, so uh, make a note of that, listening to history being made. So uh, that means, Holly and Richard, you've been back from America for one week exactly. How was yes. your Christmas break over there? What was it like in America at the moment? Um, it's kind of cold. As our resident American, Holly, how, how long, make a prediction now, on episode one, how long do you think President Trump will last? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Four years. Four years? Yeah, I'll, I'll give him four weeks. Oh, well. <laughs> four weeks. <laughs> And uh, CJ and Sarah, your, uh, well, I suppose your big news, if you can call it news, is that um, you've both got birthdays next week. Yeah. Yeah. Team birthday. <laughs> yeah. Boop, boop. But obviously the other big news is a little birthday present for CJ is that 88 Films are releasing the Blu-ray of Seeding of a Ghost on Monday with your writing in the booklet. They are, yeah, oh, indeed. Nice. Uh, broke some notes about uh, evil magic and mm. such. Uh, it's about 2,000 words, most of which are mine. Uh, and uh, yeah, it should be a really good release. Uh, great transfer. Good. Buy it. Cool. I'm excited. I, I, will, I will buy it. I will buy it, oh, even yeah. though I've, I've only watched the DVD once since I bought that last year. So. Yeah, I'll have to buy the Blu-ray now, though, won't I? So different in, in high def, all that corpse oil and squirty fetuses. I had a moment of horror this morning when I put on um, put on my shoes and I walked a couple of steps across the living room and I thought, oh, I've got some chewing gum on the bottom of my shoes. Lifted my leg up to have a look and there was the arse, tail and back legs of a half-eaten mouse. So, why, why did you leave the other half? <laughs> <laughs> should have eaten the whole thing, really. <laughs> Breakfast. Yeah, no, I'm on diet and that. Uh, right, well that's us. Collectively we are Devil Times 5 and each month we'll be talking about a different aspect of horror movies. So later we'll be discussing witch flicks, as I've decided to call them. And there's even a quiz at the very end of the show. But first let's talk about our highs and lows from the last month of watching horror films. So Richard, we'll start with you. What was your high and what was your low? Um, I'm tempted to say both my high and low were cour- courtesy of Rob Zombie. Go on then. Uh, I watched 31. About three weeks yeah. ago, and yeah. we watched Lords of Salem like two nights ago. All right. Well, we'll be talking about Lords of Salem yeah, later yeah. as part of the witchy stuff. But I'm sure we can all uh, jump aboard the slagging off that piece of shit 31 <laughs> bandwagon. Oh, oh, it's really, really bad. I uh, find it kind of interesting and sad that he followed up his best movie, which I think is Lords of Salem, with uh, 31. So his two most recent movies are his best and worst, in my opinion. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? How um, yeah, it is. how how Lord of Salem is like a much more mature film. It, it wasn't is. Just it's, people going. Yeah, it's more restrained. It's not the typical Rob Zombie, loud, yeah. obnoxious. And then Thirty One is your typical Rob Zombie, loud, obnoxious. Yes, exactly. <laughs> let's yeah. have a let's have a Mexican Nazi dwarf. Yeah. And fuck you and fuck this and fuck you in the cunt. I'm going to fuck your cunt right up and all this kind of shit. It's a horrible film and also really boring and shit. What does everyone else think? I, I was just going to say that I thought I thought 31 was uh, was dreadful. Uh, but I think 
I almost wondered if it was a direct response to the fact that a lot of fans didn't like or understand Lords of Salem. So 31 was obviously crowdfunded. And I wonder if it was a case of Rob Zombie just going, well, if you want to see this, give me some money and I'll give you the dumbest, loudest, nastiest, most Rob Zombie turned up to 11 film that I can. Um, because I can't imagine him making that entirely through <laughs> free will because it was so bad. Uh, I almost wonder if it was a sort of... There you go. Would a studio have funded it either? But that's why. No, doubtful. Funded, I suppose. Um, Holly, what about yours? High and low. My high was I was really surprised by uh, Shriek. If you know what I did last Friday the Thirteenth, the horror spoof. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even joking. (laughs) Like it was, it was really fun. It was uh, pretty funny. Have you guys seen it? Uh, No. no. Have have you guys heard of it? (laughs) <laughs> yes, I've uh, seen it pop up on Letterboxd. Um, but it's pretty I funny. Something about that title puts me off. I wonder why. Yeah. Um, what was it? It's a bit like um, Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. Which is a great film. I don't movie. think I ever watched that either. That's <laughs> that a great was, film, isn't that it? That was so funny. Yeah. It is yeah. That, that That one is actually good, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So is Shriek, if you know what I did last has Coolio as okay. uh, the artist formerly known as Principal. There's a lot of really cool cameos. Mink Stole. It has. Um, so the artist formerly known as Principal. He's like Prince. Principal. Like Prince. What? The- like Prince. He's a <laughs> yeah. Prince impersonator. <laughs> sort of. He's spoofing Prince. Oh right. Okay. It's a spoof. Oh, and is he the, student, is he the, the, the college principal? High school. High school, but whatever. Um, and you're low? Uh, probably Krampus. I was very disappointed with that. I looked forward to it for about a year and watched it, and it just didn't hold up to my expectations. Felt more like a yeah. children's film than yeah, it's a horror 13, film. isn't it? So, you know. Yeah. Anyone else seen that? Yeah, no? I liked it. It was fun. Yeah. Not great. Okay. Um, Actually, something Krampusy came up on telly over Christmas, uh, which was the Inside Number Nine Christmas special, which CJ's just shot himself in the head over. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. Inside Number Nine, if you don't know, is a um, BBC anthology comedy series, but it's got like one foot in the realm of horror. And uh, the Christmas episode was a, it was done as if it was a 1970s TV horror play, uh, a festive thing about Krampus. Um, and then a few minutes in, uh, you start hearing the director's commentary, and it's all shot with original 1970s equipment. So like, it all looks, it's all got the weird colours that it had back then, and like the camera pans past a candle, and the trail of the flame stays on screen. And I thought that was all bri- really brilliant, and it was just yeah, really authentic and quite funny. Not one of the funnier ones, but then at the end. Um, it had a twist ending that was straight out of one of the mo- one of the more controversial video nasties, and I thought it was a great punchline. But CJ, why, what on earth did you hate about it? Well, I, I was actually going to pick it as my low light. Oh, were you? <laughs> well, CJ. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. I mean, like you say, technically an immaculate recreation of a BBC television drama slash horror from the 70s you know i mean if you've watched nigel neal's beasts which i'm sure they have it looks exactly the same it plays very similar but i just felt it was an empty imitation like without any depth or meaning or 
entertainment value. Uh, it just did nothing mm. for me. It was like, yep, yeah, well done. You've watched some stuff and you've managed to copy it in a sort of paint-by-numbers way. Um, but as a piece, I just did not find it engaging or interesting or funny or scary or anything. And I, I feel bad because, you know, they're super talented guys. Um, well, uh, should we move on to your high then? Is that that we've already heard your low? Sure. Um, I think, unfortunately, having said that something that everybody loved and was massively acclaimed was my low light, something that very few people watched and those who did thought was a piece of shit was probably my highlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, not wishing to be contrarian, uh, but I really, really liked a DTV uh, release from last month called Satanic. Okay. I don't know if anybody's seen Satanic. No. Um it's really good. Uh, new film. It's by the same guy who wrote The Shallows. Uh-huh. Don't know if you all saw yeah. that. Uh, and it's kind of similar in that it's it's got a bit of a slightly tongue-in-cheek element to it, but at the same time it's quite intense at times. Uh, and it's just a bunch of teenagers go to LA to do a dark tour of satanic sites. Uh, and of course they get more than they bargain for when they witness a attempted human sacrifice, and then it all goes a bit fulchy in the final reel. Um, Felchy, yeah, yeah, very. Uh, yeah, Felchy. Did you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all goes a bit Felchy. That's that's why I uh, I thought it was very daring. Uh, that's probably why the critics. No, it all goes it, a bit Felchy. Felchy uh, to to put on the uh, <laughs> the correct. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I loved Satanic. I just thought it was. I mean, it's nothing radical, but it just moves at a real well, pace, know. and it's got a know. That's kicker. Yeah, it sounds pretty radical to me. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who drew the short straw on that one, on the felching scene. Well, Never I'll tell you my high and my low. Um, I saw the uh, collector. Which um, I mean, it's just one of those things that totally passed me by. I think it was quite a big hit, wasn't it? But I just. It totally passed me by and I watched it and I thought it was brilliant well um so it's about a, a burglar who tries to rob a family home but when he gets there he turns it turns out that someone's already there first this masked psycho who's <laughs> who's captured the family tied them all up rigged up all these fucking ridiculous traps there's like uh, cheese wire across the hallways there's um bear traps on the floor there's loads of corrosive acid on another floor there's these pulley systems that will pick you up and throw you all about at the place whack whack you against the walls there's blades that come down from the ceiling he managed to do all this in one afternoon somehow fuck knows how but there's this weird kind of like this little insects and spiders that are kind of cgi and they look like they might be alien so there's a hint that maybe there's something else going on which i found a bit creepy because it's unresolved Um, and the whole thing's shot on 16 mil really beautifully like really colorfully but with all that 16 mil grain um and it looks it looks like a sort of mid-90s nine inch nails and marilyn manson video at times and i just thought it was fucking brilliant so i rushed out and uh, got the sequel the collection and oh dear it throws away everything <laughs> that was good about the collector it, it's just the the psycho's back but there's nothing otherworldly about him hinted at this time and the traps are just as ridiculous he managed to get get a whole sort of warehouse rave together just to slaughter them with these massive circular saws that come out of nowhere um and then it sort of turns into a bit of a saw two kind of thing just wandering around a hotel in the dark getting people getting picked off one by one thought it was very disappointing not the worst film i've seen in the last month but certainly the most disappointing after how good the collector was you seen it either of them yeah i've seen it I haven't yeah, seen either. Seen both. 
I agree. And I liked the first one. The sequel was shit. Yep. So that sums I just up. remember a lot of bad CGI in the second one. Oh, especially in that rave death. Yeah. Because if you're killing about 300 ravers at once then obviously the easy way to do it. It feels like it should be a joke. It's like there's a punchline in there somewhere. How'd you kill 300 ravens at once? Uh, think of the punchline. I'll, I'll come, come up with a punchline later, later yeah. and you can edit that in and it'll yeah, sound yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. super witty. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm sad they didn't make The Collector in space for the sequel. Oh, no, I don't think there's ever been a good in space film, has there? That'll be the fourth one. Jason X. Yes. Oh. Sarah, high and low. Hello. Um, since CJ has stolen my low, I'll pick a new one. But um, So my high is going to be that I finally saw Sadako versus Kayako, which oh. I've been excited about for uh, a month since it was at Fright Fest last year and I didn't get to see it. Um, and it's it's reasonably fun. It's not amazing, but it's, you know, it's the grudge versus the ring and it's a lot of fun and uh, actually did manage to scare the shit out of me, um, particularly at the end when the cursed video comes up after the credits and I just decided that I was not going to stay in the room for that. Um, <laughs> is it a different cursed telling... video then? It is a different cursed video. Yeah. The video itself wasn't, it was just like, no, <laughs> like I'm just not going to sit here and watch this cursed video. Like I've watched enough of these films. I've learned. I know better. Uh-huh. Um, and you're low. Uh, my low, so yeah, I was going to be inside number nine, but actually I'm going to switch up and go for another J-horror. Um, it's actually Sadako 3D, so we've made this bizarre um, mission for ourselves to watch all of the Ring and Grudge films, uh, and I don't recommend it. It's a terrible idea. Most of them are shit. Um, <laughs> and Sadako 3D is probably the worst, apart from maybe the latter... Yeah, like maybe the one of the final grudges, I can't remember what they're called. Is I it think the... the Grudge beginning of the end was, yeah. was probably the worst. It's the worst but sort Sudoku of the ring 3D movies. Is up there. Have you seen the sequel? I, I assume you haven't. No. no. It's. I think I, I think I think I'm going to stop. I think I'm going to go that no, far. No, and you should stop watch there. it. It's at least twice as good as the first one. <laughs> I'm being serious. Okay. It's, it's pretty good. Well, I guess for completism's sake, yeah, I should anyway. Should. But, but it's definitely put me off. <laughs> good. Right. Well, it's time to move on to this month's theme. So let's gather around the cauldron, place pointy hats onto our walk-ridden heads, and bring on the witches. So our first feature this month is Fabrizio Lorenti's 1988 film Witchery, also known as Witchcraft, Evil Encounters, and released in Italy as Evil Dead 4. Here's the trailer. My dad wants to buy this island right there. You shouldn't go here. That's a bad place. My mommy told me a witch lives there. There are three doors to the dark side. Linda for the lust, and Rose for the greed. And Aya of the persecuted witch. Add Jane's baby, and the one element that unites the rest. The loss of purity, yours, Leslie. Linda Blair stars as a heavily pregnant woman who, along with her bickering parents, her little brother, a sex-mad architect and a young estate agent, sail to a small island near Salem where the family have bought an old hotel. But when they get there, they find David Hasselhoff and his girlfriend studying the legend of a local witch. What do you know? The witch is real, and once she's dispatched of a ferryman and his boat, everyone's trapped on the island with her. Supernatural slasher-style mayhem ensues. 
Right, Sarah, you're the most sceptical among us when it comes to Italian trash. So what did you make of witchery? I fucking hated it. Um, yeah, I, I, Italian trash is not for me. And this film is not for me. And like when we when you said we were going to watch it for the podcast, I thought that I hadn't seen it for some reason, um, even though I actually logged it on, on Letterboxd. But um, yeah, I watched it again and remembered that I had seen it and fell into a deep pit of existential despair as a result. Yeah. Why? What's not to like? What is what's to like? It just David Hasselhoff it makes sense. That well, <laughs> David Hasselhoff is the most talented member of the cast, and like that yeah, kind of yeah. says it all. Like it's just poor. Who likes it, Richard? You like it? Yeah, I like yeah. it. I thought I liked it more than I, you know, actually did. I watched it once. Yeah, like, me too. Seven years ago, really yeah. enjoyed it. You know, Linda Blair, David Hasselhoff. You know, what's not to love? Same. Watched it again last night. Uh, yeah, I still like it. Not as much as I did. It's okay. It's uh, uh, a shame. I, I think I like it even more every time I watch it. I don't know. Oh, really? But, um, uh, maybe. I mean, I think it's a solid three and a half stars. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a know, solid it's, three. It's, it's, it's very yeah. entertaining. Uh, it's not. It's not Fulci at his best, is it? It's this uh, Fabrizio Lorenzi guy. But I think he does a good fist of it. As it were, <laughs> Felchin and, and Fistin now. <laughs> That's what we should have called the podcast. Change. <laughs> New banger, Felching and Fisting. <laughs> so, I mean, the acting's good, isn't it? Oh, the acting <laughs> special, isn't it? Who do we start with? Tommy? So, Holly, you reckon Leslie Cumming is a pseudonym for an Italian actress? I think so. She's only in two movies. They're both Italian, and she's clearly covering up an accent. She sounds Australian to me. Australia. I just want yeah. to know what language it is where Satanic is pronounced Satonic. Satonic. <laughs> <laughs> Satonic ritual. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so she plays, she plays uh, David Hasselhoff's character's girlfriend, who... I don't know, how old is she, do you reckon? 25, 26? Around um, but And she's a virgin. Well, it's not natural at her age. It's not natural at her age. Hasselhoff tells us. If David Hasselhoff was my boyfriend, I would be a virgin too. <laughs> Simple as that. You wouldn't Hasselhoff? No. And he was so pushy too. It was annoying. Oh, yeah. It's all, all he does is go on about, oh, when am I going to get into bed? But... Does anyone know what the point of her being a virgin was? Did it actually have anything to do with the plot? Yeah, yeah they did. did. A virgin, sort of, yeah. A pregnant woman, did they I need think, a virgin? The end. Yeah. I think it was yeah. one of the yeah. gateways. Yeah, a virgin to and hell a pregnant was woman. Lust or something. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Yeah, she had to be raped by a demon at some point. Yes. I think. Well, that well, rape obviously. She, I mean, she's a virgin. That's, that's what happens. I think that rape scene is actually quite, like, probably all the more shocking for the fact she is a virgin. Not because she's a virgin, but because um, cause she's playing such a sort of buttoned-up character. It's really surprising when she gets her tits out. <laughs> 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 and it is also a quite a brutal scene, which is out of, sort of, feels out of tone for the rest of the film, which is just stupid. Yeah, it's it's the jarring scene, for sure. Mm. But then the whole but, film is so tonally out of step with with itself and anything else i mean it kind of plays like a village play for the most part because the acting is so strange and it's so well lit like usually horror films happen in the dark um but this is all daylight scenes and people just wandering around delivering lines in a very 
unusual manner. Uh, <laughs> so it just it just feels like this weird play, and then something like that happens, and you're like, whoa, that's weird. Or, or the bit with the witches roasting a fetus over an open fire. You know, that's that's oh, not yeah. something you see every day. I love the part when they um, David Hasselhoff and this real no, who is it? Linda Blair's dad. They discover their first victim. Uh, she's just hanging on the wall. He turns around, sees her like impaled yeah. by a fish. And he's yeah. like, Jesus, <laughs> help me get her down, will you? Get her down. I'm moving on. <laughs> See, now, now that we're talking about it, I like it more again. It's yeah, one of those films that just gets better in your head. Yeah, it's likable. It, it has good bits, but there's a lot. It's really drawn out for most of the movie. I was getting, like, tired watching it last night. Oh, the like, helicopter what? scene goes on forever. <laughs> yeah. It's like they went, okay, we've got the budget for a helicopter. Let's exploit this as much as we can. Just film this thing for about 10 minutes solid, just hovering in the air. It is the, sec- the second best use of a helicopter in any Italian film. Uh, after Demons. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, not just the budget for a helicopter, budget for a super sweet Sesame Street tape recorder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't you want one of those? Um, I didn't think all the actors are bad. I thought Bob Cham- Bob Champagne, <laughs> real name, who, who plays because that's plays not a fake name. I thought he was really good, and I thought his death scene was really good. Um, I think when people just sort of spontaneously bleed to death, I think it's like really. Ugh. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, like um, I, it happens in at the start of um, Voices from Beyond as well. So yeah, I just think it's like, when people's Skin just breaks and they just start bleeding everywhere. Yeah, I could never be a woman. Um, and Annie that, Ross that, is in it. That isn't what happens that's, to women. Veins are popping. I've seen you. Lot. It's like it's like the, it's like that scene at the start of Begotten. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh, I don't know if I'll cut that bit. Um, yeah, Annie Ross. <laughs> Annie Ross is good. She was in Superman three as the scary cyborg woman. <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't. I don't know. She's in Basket Case two and three as well as uh, Granny Ruth. Is it Granny Ruth? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's good. Remember. Yeah, she's good. But um, there are two two actors. Obviously, Leslie Leslie Cumming who plays Leslie. I mean. I've got a couple of sound clips here. Who's the worst actor out of these two? So we've got Leslie coming. This is her delivering a line in a really weird slow drawl. Voracious and wicked nature. Your greedy appetite is never sated. Even before you have savoured the fruit in its entirety, again you desire it. More than before and on and to and again. Without end. <laughs> that is amazing. Her I'm performance. Really sound like be there, does it? been on some heavy drugs. Um, and then there's the child, Michael Manchester, who plays Tommy. Um, who's I, I think my favourite Italian film child ever. Now he be, he beats the shit out of Bob from uh, House by the. D- does House Peter Bart count as one? Um. This is a clip of Tommy. Now, the line he's trying to deliver here is, she told me she lived here for years and years, but I met her yesterday in the park. That's, she told me she lived here for years and years, 
but I met her yesterday in the park. She told me she lived here for years and years, but <laughs> I met her yesterday in the park. <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense like, on any level. Uh. <laughs> but I met her yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> speaking backwards, like in the uh, twin you got the clip where he, where he says about going to the bathroom because that's another one that's just brilliant. Where he's like, I have to water the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, no wonder this was his first and only movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think so. And what do we think about the vortex tunnel effect? Oh, man. I like it. Cosmic plug hole. It's great, isn't it? I Does Linda cool. actually, is she supposed to fall down the plug hole, do we think? And she I just, think so, uh, yeah. Just didn't I have, have no the effect, idea. so they just said, well, put a load of flames behind her and every wave her arms go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's, the best one is when it's the architect and the estate agent going down together. <laughs> 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 Well, that, that's another one of those moments where you can really see the actors on a set. Like, you, you're never thinking, oh, this is a, a real thing. You just see these people waving their arms going, ah, and it's just, oh, it's wonderful. I, I love you that can look up, You can look up that hotel on Google uh, uh, Street View. It's there. It's where, actually where, a hotel. Where yeah. do I find well, it? Well, it's a wow. building of some sort. What's, what's the postcode? Okay. Oh, I didn't fucking note down the postcode. <laughs> <laughs> look it up on IMDb. I want to go look right now. I, I want to see it. <laughs> We're doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can multitask. Um, yeah, well. Was it Massachusetts? Um, Massachusetts, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, Massachusetts. Yeah, yes. It's just do over I, the water. Do I just search for witch house, Massachusetts? So <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, there might just, be a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah, yeah, it's just over the water from Salem, which is <laughs> a nice link. <laughs> Let's hey. talk about Lords of Salem. Let's. I think we've exhausted witchery. So, Lords of Salem, very divisive film, um, as was hinted at earlier. CJ, you're a big champion of it. Yep. I think it is probably my favourite film of the entire 21st century. Wow. Boom. Putting it out there. Because? Um, it just... I mean, I've watched it a few times, and I think the first time I, I was slightly dazed in that I came out just feeling like it had really hit me somewhere emotionally that I couldn't entirely understand uh, and I just went yeah yeah that felt really good like my brain was going I'm not sure I entirely understand that but my heart was going oh it understands you yeah, and then, uh... every time you see three priests wanking <laughs> <laughs> that's like my least favourite scene <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, I, having three it particularly helps. You know, two or one, not, not so good, but three is enough. the magic yeah. number. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, and every time I've watched it since, it's kind of become more apparent to me what's so good about it, and I, I understand it more. I, I also read the novelization that Rob Zombie wrote as well, which adds a lot more to the characters and to some of the stuff that's going on. Um I just think it's perfect. I think it looks beautiful. I think the atmosphere is incredible. The music is is exactly right for a change. Um, I just think the characters are, are really well drawn. I think it's a really unusual, melancholic kind of film. Nothing like your usual Rob Zombie stuff. Um, and then it ends on a kind of Ken Russell freak out. Um, it's just this kind of you know religious imagery meltdown. Uh, it's it's just a wonderful film. I, I love it. Where do the rest of us stand on this? I love it, Richard. 
Yeah, I I do now. When I watched it the first time when it came out, like I don't know, three years ago, two years ago, I thought it was you know pretty good. I think I gave it like three stars, but I kind of knew I liked it more. I don't know. But then I watched it again like two nights ago. I just uh, kind of fell in love. Uh, I think it's re- really good, really well made. A lot of beautiful shots, the whole atmosphere, pretty good acting. Yeah. Sarah? Um, I go back and forth. The first time I saw it, I wasn't into it. And then uh, CJ has made me watch it many, many more times since. <laughs> and sometimes I talk myself into thinking I like it, and then I watch it, and I'm like, yeah, two stars. So, I don't know. Depends what mood I'm in. And Holly? I hated it the first time I watched <laughs> it. Like, I mean, hated it. But watching it the other night, I, I liked it a little bit more. It's like halfway there to really good. I hate the ending. I hate the final, like, the the imagery, the very Rob Zombie religious mm. I hate it. I think it's so tacky. I And, like, the priest jerking off. Like, it's just, it's gross and not in any way that I enjoy at all. And you know what else I didn't like? Uh... D. Wallace and the other two, like when they're, oh, they're no, really? no, because they're very, uh, they're very like. It's not that I don't like D. Wallace. I don't like <laughs> the scenes with the other two women. They're very over choreographed and like they're oh, too synchronized. It drives no. me crazy. That's so uh, wonderful. You, you, That's one of my yeah, favorite things about. I don't it. like you know, it at you've all. Just, you've just you've just slagged off my two favorite things about it. Meg Foster, <laughs> Patricia Quinn, and D. Wallace as a co- as member yeah. of the coven. And I liked when they that... killed. I liked when they killed that guy with the frying pan. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think actually one thing about the film is that those characters were were so great, and I thought all of the characters were so great. I could just watch a spin off of any of them. Like I would love to just watch a spin off of those three doing something. Uh, I'd love to. Do, I mean, you could literally well... pick anyone in that film, even the wanking priests. I would watch a spin off <laughs> of them. You know? Go ahead, you can watch that one. Alone. I just felt like it could go on forever. Wanking that, that, that would be world. an amazing spin off. Three wanking priests. <laughs> three, three wanking priests. Uh, and who was the the little gooey fetus thing as well? <laughs> I think that could be like a sitcom, like three men and a baby, <laughs> three wanking priests and a gooey fetus. <laughs> I'd watch that. I don't like Whitey. I think he can fuck off. I wouldn't watch him. Oh, oh I love Whitey. The relationship is just beautiful. Yeah. That, oh, I mean, that bored me. I, that was that oh, was the worst no. bit of the film for me. The, I, I thought that was stuff. that's the emotional core. Oh, the emotional core can fuck off. Oh, the, the relationship. I think it's just so, it feels so real. And that, that moment, which I'm not, if, if you've not seen it, just cover your ears. It's, it's not a big spoiler, but the moment where uh, there's the concert at the end and, and she's standing outside the door and then she closes the door and just says goodbye to him. Yeah. That is just so perfectly directed. It just gets me like, oh. Was right he supposed to look just, just like Rob Zombie? Yes. I think Clearly, so, yeah. 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 He's the Rob okay. Zombie proxy. There's, there's, <laughs> there's one in every film. Yeah, <laughs> there is. Um, also, the, the, the tune by the Lords. It's so good. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I really, like that. really effective. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I was going to say that the surreal sequences just, yeah, they totally remind me of Ken Russell as well, but also a bit of Dario Argento and I just rewatched um Inferno the other day and I think I've I think I now prefer it to Suspiria. I think it is a much more enjoyable really? film. Yeah. It, and I think that what? what's, what's happened is I realised <laughs> on this rewatch was the reason why I've never really got into it that much before. It feels like the whole first reel is missing. At the start, you just get thrown into this conversation between Rose 
and the bookseller. Um, and then she goes to that hotel and goes swimming about and she's looking for something and you don't know who she is, you don't know why she's doing it. I mean, it's mesmerising to watch, but it's like you've missed a whole sort of 20, 25 minutes of setup. And I think that can throw a lot of people with Inferno, but and especially when it then cuts to Rome and then you've got this other guy that you've not met yet and then you don't see Rose again for another 25 minutes. It just really feels like you've been thrown in at the deep end and I, I think once you know that's what's happening, I think it's all right. I, think I like it a lot. It's beautiful to look at as well. That implies that after 25 minutes it starts making sense. <laughs> Whereas Inferno really doesn't. No, I'm not saying it starts making sense. I'm saying it, it, it would make more sense... It would make more sense if there was 25 minutes of, of stuff, of introductory stuff at the start, which there isn't. I'm not sure you could really... I mean, what, the, 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 bit, the bit where it really... like I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I do like Inferno, but the bit where it totally loses me in terms of, okay, this is just not going to make any sense, is the, the hot dog seller. Oh, oh, it's like the best part like, of the movie. So good. <laughs> so out of that field. I love it. So Argento. What, uh, yeah, yeah, it's so... So good. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's sort of it. the bad Argento. <laughs> I, th- I think that that hot dog scene for me is the you, you can see Dracula 3D yeah. emerging from that scene. Um, he turns into a praying mantis. Giant. <laughs> 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 um, so I take it the rest of you prefer Suspiria then. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. No takers for Mother of Tears. Uh, no. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Not all witch movies have to be serious and violent, of course. There are some well-liked kiddies witch flicks, like the adaptation of Roald Dahl's The Witches, uh, which Holly wanted to talk about. Have you seen it, Cliff? I think so, yeah, 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 a long time ago. Oh, it's so good. Watch it. It holds up. The ending is like, uh, it's not great, but the rest of it is so good. Angelica Houston is so great in that movie. It's the Grand High Witch. It's wonderful, and it's kind of creepy, too, even though it's supposed to be a children's film. It's... So you know what? I've, I've watched the I've watched the unmasking bit on YouTube just to see if it really is as scary as people say. But I, I think I was too old to ever find that scary. It's maybe, it, it's um, but obviously not so old that I was disappointed by uh, the ending. I could still remember the ending from the novel, and I thought, why? Have yeah. they, why have they made it like they ruined it? They ruined the ending. Talking of kiddies movies, um, Sarah, you wanted to talk about Disney's Hocus Pocus. <laughs> um. I don't know what there is to say about it other than I just love it. I mean, for me, it's kind of a obligatory Halloween rewatch job. Like, it's not October if I don't rewatch Hocus Pocus. Same. <laughs> it's weird. I was like completely banned from watching it as a kid as well. I was just, I think part, maybe that's got um, why it's got so much allure for me. I was just not allowed to watch it until probably I was too old. And then by then, it kind of had this glamour of like, oh, um, yeah, I don't know. It's ridiculous, but I just adore it. Is it quite lightweight? Have you not seen it? No, never seen it. Never seen it. What? Um, it is very lightweight. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Disney film. Because well, I read the synopsis and um, I saw that it was about three witches who were executed three hundred years ago coming back to mm-hmm. do evil again. Now, yeah, which brings me on to a thing about witch films. So obviously, the witch trials were a real thing hundreds of years ago, and lots and lots and lots of women and some men were killed for no fucking good reason, apart from people mm-hmm. getting a bit hysterical. And I think, um, obviously, there's there's uh, witch movies that aren't really horror films as such. They're more kind of dramas about that time. And I think Witchfinder General does, uh, yeah, covers it quite well, but then there's no one really to root for in that film. 
Uh, Mark of the Devil, I think, does better, the German film, um, because what I really like about Mark of the Devil is it's very righteously angry about the whole witch trials thing. It's got a brilliant baddie in Ralph Nader as the as the witch finder, and a great a great good guy as uh, with Udo Kier as Christian. And on top of really sort of exposing the witch trials for the horror that they were, it goes overboard in showing you loads of nudity and torture. So it's got everything, really. And I love that film. It teaches you some life lessons with nudity and torture. Yeah, why not? Anyone else a fan of that? No, it's crap. Really? You think it's crap? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I wish I liked it more. It feels like the kind of film that I should love, but... I don't know. It, there's just something about Mark of the Devil that, that I can never quite get into. I love the vomit bag that they gave out um, <laughs> yeah. at the cinemas. I've, I've got one of those vomit bags because I just thought this is a perfect thing. But um, I don't know. I keep trying to rewatch the movie. I, like every few years, I'll go back and I just there's a point about half an hour in where I just think, "Oh God, I'm so bored," oh, uh, and I just struggle to finish it. Whereas Witchfinder General, I can watch over and over again, and it's oh, just okay. always an experience. Yeah, Mark, have you ever seen Mark of the Devil two? No. Well, I think from from memory, I haven't seen it for a while. From memory, that does that awful thing of saying these weren't the witch trials horrible, weren't the witch witch finders like nasty pieces of work, and then says, and then says, oh, here's a witch. She's actually really evil. <laughs> so, mm. She's actually doing magic. So maybe it, maybe yeah, they this, had a point. This is the thing that I get really angry about and then really hypocritically say that I love something like Hocus Pocus or uh, City of the Dead, which is much the same thing. And um, The Witch as well. Last year's The Witch. And The Witch as well. I mean, That's the, 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 the worst of the lot for that. Yeah, Because really, like I... that even goes into, we're using actual uh, phrases and language from the time and then, and then The Witch is actually real. But I do also love that film, so basically yeah. I am just Why does it hypocrite. get away with it? Why does it get away with doing that at the know. end? It's just, I think it's just because it's so beautifully done, the way that the, the reveal. Yeah. Yeah, and it's because nobody can quite pin down what he's actually trying to say, like all the whole debate when it came out about is this a feminist film or not? Um, and I think it's sort of ambiguous, so you can read it in so many different ways that I think that makes it just get away with it. I'm not sure how you can read the ending in lots of different ways, but well, <laughs> you can. Well, yeah, you. But I, I don't know if that's true. I think you can. I think you can absolutely. Is this just her losing her mind? Is this her um, freeing herself from her Puritan constraints? Is this is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? It's it's kind of open. I think. Okay. And they they also but... used to believe that girls and women were more vulnerable to Satan and that that's how i read it you know she was mm-hmm. kind of broken down through the entire movie and then by the end she was like fuck it i'm just gonna go out in the woods and take off all my clothes and yeah yeah but is that ladies. is that an empowered choice or is that a... I, I think so i read it yeah i that. think but 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 i think you could read it either way is is yeah. my point i think i think i think it is possible to read it differently um and i'm not sure what's the right answer mm. Well, maybe the right answer is taking all our clothes off and going down the woods and hanging out with Satanists. We've, we've all done I'll, it. Uh, I'll get my goat. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so the witch. I mean, we all loved the witch, didn't we? And that was probably the first big witch movie since the Blair Witch Project. So we're going to have to talk about that, Richard. Yeah, um, probably my all-time favorite witch movie, Suspiria excluded. Um, so when it came out, uh, 
blew my mind. Uh, I didn't think it was real. You know, I wasn't that stupid. But uh, it's really effective. Still the scariest movie I've ever seen. I I can't watch it alone. Put it that way. I just really? I can't watch it alone. Yeah, it's that frightening. I haven't seen it since it was at the cinema. Um, but I do remember the fight. The well, I remember finding it quite boring until the final few minutes, which were fucking genuinely terrifying. Yeah, I think it's just really yeah. well done. The acting is like really good. It's you know kind of believable. Uh, one of the few like believable found footage movies. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a fan because of found footage movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. It doesn't cheat, as in it doesn't show you things that they can't be filming. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. do, you know, George Romero's trick of suddenly cut to a camera yeah. across the room that doesn't exist. It right. doesn't, it's all kind of in, in chronological order and it is filmed by the actors. It's not like a cameraman pretending to be them. So you do get that um, interaction between the actors and the, the person holding the camera because it is just another yeah. actor. And, and yeah, I think that makes it work. And I don't understand why so few other fan footage movies have done it that way, because it seems like that would be the easiest way to do it and, and to make it work. Well, I watched the sequel for the first time, Book of Shadows. Um, watched that this week, I think, and I thought it was great. And I was really surprised that no one else does. So bad. <laughs> it's so weird. So I will awful. never understand your taste in films. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad, it makes American Psycho 2 look great. <laughs> Makes American Psycho 2 look like American Psycho. I'll tell, I'll tell you what I liked about it. Is, um, cause I, I've since read that um, there was loads of studio interference, um, yeah. putting in all these flashbacks to like, uh, the massacre and perhaps to uh, that Je- guy Jeff who runs the tour um, in the psychiatric hospital being abused or whatever's going on there. And people seem to think that it would be better without all that stuff, but I don't. I think the fact that it's really choppy is very disorienting, and I don't know. It just worked for me. I thought it was. Um, I thought it was fucking good. I really enjoyed the first ten minutes of Blow Witch Two, where they're doing all the interviews with the people in the town, yeah, and right. it's yes. very postmodern yeah. and genuinely very funny. Yeah. And I think I I hadn't watched Blow Witch Two. Uh, I think I might have seen bits of it at the time, like around somebody's house or something, but I hadn't watched it properly until about two or three months ago. And when it started, I was like, whoa, have I missed something here? Is this actually going to be really good? And then as soon as it starts properly, after that little intro sequence, it just falls off a cliff. It, no, not, no offence to you, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's really just incoherent. And, and I know you say it's, it's choppy and disorientating, but I just felt it was just so messy it was impossible to follow uh and by the end i was bored stiff and and it looks hideous as well the stuff in the warehouse is like a bad 90s industrial video oh absolutely um, yeah 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 Blair Witch though who's seen that the uh reboot yeah i thought i was gonna love it because it's adam wingard and i really like the guest and i really liked your next and then it's just not very good <laughs> I don't know, I almost feel bad slugging it off because I know it, it was badly received and they were quite um, outspoken on Twitter about that and I always don't want to join in the chorus but really it's not very good. It just doesn't work. I just had that horrible sinking feeling really early on like 
Yeah, all these characters are going to die and I just don't give a shit. Um, right, I think we probably need to move on, um, which means we've probably not got time to talk about Witchcraft, Witchcraft 2, Witchcraft 3, Witchcraft 4, Witchcraft 5, Witchcraft 6, Oh, what? Well, I had so much to say about Witchcraft 10, Mistress of the Craft. Witchcraft 11, Witchcraft 12, Witchcraft 13, Witchcraft 14, Witchcraft... I did wonder when you were going to pass out from lack of brass there. Our second feature, though, is the Irish film from 2015, Cherry Tree. Written by Brenda McCarthy and directed by David Keating, who'd previously brought us the occult folk horror Wakewood. Uh, so let's listen to the absolutely banging trailer. You can cure him. Will you help me? I'd like something in return. I want you to have a baby for me. What? If you give, you will be given to. You see, death is the beginning of everything. Sacred and righteous. You tricked me. Everything has to be tallied and paid for. You need to sleep now. Six weeks, six days, six hours. We have to be Cherry Tree is about a 15-year-old girl called Faith, whose dad is dying of leukaemia. So when her hockey teacher, Sissy, announces that she's a witch and can cure him, Faith leaps at the chance. But at what price? Now, CJ, this was your pick, so it's your job to try and convince us that we should we should love it as much as you do. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just where I'm coming from in terms of stuff that I like uh, that this very much reminded me of. Uh, but I used to read a lot of pulp horror novels in the 80s uh, by British writers like Sean Hudson and Guy and Smith. Uh, and they would often be about these small little towns with insignificant British teenagers getting involved in some kind of unstoppable evil that would inevitably just swallow everybody. Uh, they would always have a humorous punchline which this film very much does. Um, and they would also have some fairly outrageous sex and violence. Uh, and I think what Cherry Tree did was it mixed that element that I like with something else that I'm a big fan of. And at the time when I first watched Cherry Tree was very deep into because I was writing an article about it. And that's Chinese black magic films. And Cherry Tree is abundant with centipede magic. And I fucking love centipede magic. Uh, and it uses real centipedes as well, no CGI. Yeah. They had a centipede wrangler on set. Um, and yeah, there's just centipedes everywhere. Everybody's fucking and dying. <laughs> there's Satan, there's blood. And then it ends with the most insane, like almost Nightbreed-esque uh, <laughs> climax, uh, which I don't, I don't want to ruin anything, but there's a fucking weird headgear bit <laughs> just wow i uh yeah i just loved it it, it was i i mean i saw it at fright fest it was the the opening film and i thought wow finally they've got a good opening film that, that makes a change and then i came out and started talking to people about it and they were all like oh that was shit i was like what that was amazing i i just loved it, it and i've watched it a couple of times since and it's just fun yeah i i really enjoy it it's really entertaining no, I liked it too. Um, I really liked it too. Go on, Holly. I really enjoyed the ritual scenes. Like it had really cool uh, special effects. It's gross, fascinating, and I think they actually used more centipedes than they did in the centipede horror, the Hong Kong movie. It seemed like yeah. there were actually yeah. more centipedes yeah, yeah. in this. 
Yeah, although although yeah. they do go okay. into people in this rather than coming yeah. out of people, which yeah. is not quite as gross. <laughs> it's, uh, it's probably the best the best way. It's easier for everyone if they go in. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Centipede Horror is um, it's not a great film, but it's got it's got great bits to show your friends, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas I think I think anyone could sit through Cherry Tree and not be too grossed out but it does have does have some really nice sort of gross effects with the centipede burying yeah. people's skins during sex and that is yeah great yeah um what i didn't like about it particularly was um sissy's underground lair when she's living in just like some fucking normal <laughs> house and she goes oh come downstairs to the cellar and there's like a fucking great big cave system Remind that me. was so cool you thought it was cool oh, yeah i love that <laughs> yeah, yeah I thought, it just reminded me too much of martyrs which i hate Mm. So you know, um, Anna Walton I thought was really good as Sissy. I really like her. Except the I think the other film I've seen her in uh, was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Have you ever anyone any seen Soulmate? Yeah. Did you like I it? I didn't think it was that. Yeah, I kind of did actually. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry, I I thought it had. That's some your cool that's stuff, your uh, supernatural romantic fa- romance fan coming through though, isn't it? Yeah. She plays this woman who um had a suicide attempt, so she moves to the countryside to, to kind of get over it. Pull herself together, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> give us, give herself a bit of a slap, uh, or whatever. And um, uh, the the house is haunted by this man, a friendly ghost. And she talks to him and finds out that he died. Did he kill himself in the eighties? The nineteen eighties. This yeah, is. Really he killed remember. himself, or he died, or you know, got run over, or something. Died in the nineteen eighties <laughs> and has haunted this house ever since. So why the fuck is he dressed like an Edwardian fucking? ruffian like some fucking urchin off the streets you know in all these like brown fucking uh-uh. like, like they didn't have shoreditch in the 1980s <laughs> i don't know why he's dressed like that and it's so fucking boring and Aww. horrible and mushy and uh it's like it's like supernatural mills and boone thing but other than that I like morton don't watch that didn't it have a really i seem to remember it had a nasty twist where like he was just a horrible liar or something Oh yeah, but now possibly. I can't remember it well enough. Spoiler uh, alert! I'm not going back. Spoiler alert! Anyway, we got off the subject a bit. Anyone else got anything else to say about Cherry Tree? I I'm not a fan. I find it um quite boring, and also uh, the same thing with you with the um the inexplicable seller. Like it just abandons logic so quickly, and Faith just accepts everything so quickly that I just found it really hard to go along with. Like she's just like, come round to my house for a cup of tea. <laughs> By the way. I'm a witch. Look at all my witch shit. I can bring the dead back to life. And you're like, no, you, what? Why would you believe this? It's just nonsense. Uh, I mean, like, I agree that PE teachers are probably evil. That's fine. I can go along with that. But that's probably about as far as uh, as I can accept. I didn't like Faith's dad. I thought he was a bit wet. <laughs> He was dying, Cliff. That's that's the emotional <laughs> core. <laughs> Fuck your emotional core. <laughs> 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 so, well, I think you've done an all right job there with uh, that pick. I think you know, no one hated it. I think it worked as well in conjunction with witchery because it, although it's complete nonsense, it feels very coherent compared to witchery and has a lot of elements in common. The whole virgins and mm. demonic babies and stuff. So maybe maybe sitting next to that, it seemed like it made more sense. Well, one thing I didn't like it was real quick: uh, the witch's henchman with. Uh bags over their heads yeah i didn't like mm. kind of silly looked like one of the yeah. killers from the strangers uh, kind of silly didn't care yeah could have done without that it was just all women 
yeah. instead of the bag heads, just women from the town. Um, so CJ, how do you think you did with winning everyone over? Uh, on Cherry Tree, I think I did pretty well. I got I got two people to watch it. They both enjoyed it. Uh, you liked it anyway. And even Sarah had to admit that uh, after Witchery, it was uh, an improvement. <laughs> I mean, so I... every everywhere's up from Witchery. Yeah, so <laughs> I think I've I think I've won uh, four out of four on that one. To be honest, pretty, pretty much, yeah, yeah. Well, we're coming to the end of our debut podcast, so now it's time for CJ and Sarah to go head to head against Holly and Richard in a round of our quiz, Scary Noises. In Scary Noises, I'm going to play you some dialogue from one film over the music from another, and you have to ring your bell when you think you've identified them both. You get one point for each film you correctly identify, and a bonus point if you manage to get both in a pair right. And this month, one half of each pair will be related to our theme of witches. There are 12 films in total, so get your bells out. And here's your first pair of Scary Noises. Martha, daughter of the house of Vida. This High Court of the Inquisition of Moldavia has declared you guilty. I, the second-born son of Prince Vida, as Grand Inquisitor, do condemn you. No one. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. um, feels familiar, but... Uh... Well, actually, CJ, you'll kick yourself because you got the poster for it right in front of you. I was going to say, is it Black Sunday? Yeah, Black Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah, Black Sunday, the dialogue. The music was Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Oh. I was just about to say that. Oh. Really? It's no good being just about to say it. Here's number two. Maybe you can get off the mark with this. Was that you? Cannibal Richard? Holocaust? No. No? The music? It's not no, when, I, when I was watching it recently, my wife said, oh, are you watching Cannibal Holocaust again? So <laughs> it does sound like it. That was not Cannibal Holocaust? No. I think that Mark, might be what I was thinking as well. Um, it was Mark of the Devil music. Is the dialogue oh, Night yeah. of the Comet? Sorry, and Sarah? Was the dialogue Night of the Comet? No. It was Damn Hatchet. It. Okay. Oh, of course it is, yeah. yeah. It's what, sorry? Hatchet. Oh, well. Hatchet? Oh, hatchet, that sort of cool character. I love her. She's brilliant. Right, so the score is 0-0. Zero, zero. Wow, we're really failing at this. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Right, here's the third one. You want me to take care of this? No, it's all right. You'll be all right. Holly, Richard? Um, Inferno? Yeah, did you get the dialogue as well? Um, no. Nope. All right, I'll play, the, play it again for CJ and Sarah. Here's the dialogue. It's quite okay. hard to hear the dialogue in this one, admittedly. Yeah. You want me to take care of this? No, it's all right. You'll be all right. You've got to let the play. Just be sure. Everybody sit down. Everybody sit down. Get in your seat. I want all the passengers in your seats. Is it demons? No. It was the nightmare at 20,000 feet part of Twilight Zone, the movie. Ugh. Right, number four, here we go. Please don't do any more spells on me. I didn't... You know, in the old days, 
If a witch betrayed her coven, they would kill her. Nothing. Is is it House by the Edge of the Lake, the dialogue? No, it's not. No. God, dear, isn't it? Like... It's witchery, isn't it? No. Is, it, is that not Leslie? Oh, it sounded like her. No, it didn't sound anything like her. It did. No, no. Uh, it was the music in the old days. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. <laughs> no, the dialogue was from The Craft. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, when you went, weirdly, when you read it, I was like, it's The Craft. <laughs> I, was like, I can't hit that into the actual dialogue I'm going to write a letter to 20th Century Fox with that reference yeah can and... you just read all the quotes I think that would be easier oh <laughs> yeah. no because I used to do that at a pub quiz and I'd always read them in really offensive accents so okay, maybe not then. and the music for that one was from Straw Dogs uh-huh. so still 1-0 to Holly and Richard it's going really well this <laughs> and I thought I made these fairly easy but anyway it is number 5 I said, are you looking for me, or is this just a happy coincidence? Actually, I was just out here. Just well, too bad. Haven't seen any snowy egrets out here, have you? No. Witches of Eastwick? It is, yes, Holly. Oh, yeah, the dialogue's nice Witches one. of Eastwick. Did you get the music? No. no. Um, do you, you want to hear the... a ghost. Uh, so this is CJ and uh, Sarah. Or is this just a happy coincidence? Actually, I was just out here. Just uh, well, too bad. Haven't seen any snowy egrets out here, have you? No. Neither have I. Not that I know a snowy egret. Is it Lady Terminator? One. No. You want some lunch? No, it's Hex. Hex! Yeah, that was Hong Kong. <laughs> Fucking hell. Right, well, the scores are 2-0. Um, Sarah, Sarah and CJ, you can it. still beat them if you get both of these. All of this, num- yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Fresh is on. Number six. Omelette. You prepared a feast, Jones. Honour of our guests, sir. Absolutely. I was going to propose a toast, but this omelette will do just as well. To new friends. New friends. New friends. No. Oh, can't believe it. Gone. Last ditch guess. Oh, man. Is it. Um... Oh, I feel like. I... No, I feel like I know it, but I just. No, well, I've got music nothing. Or the dialogue. I got nothing. Uh, both. Both sound familiar, um, but I. Dialogue it's was 28 just... Days Later. Oh, no, I wouldn't have got that. And God. the music was from The Witch, a New England folktale. Oh, wow. It's the bit where she's floating up at the end. Right, yeah. That. That makes sense. So, that went well. 2 nil to Holly and Richard. <laughs> we'll play that again next uh, we'll play that again next month and see if it goes any better. That's tough. So, we've made it to the end of episode 1. Join us next month when our theme will be animal attack movies. And we'll be looking at Wild Beasts and Richard's pick will be Anaconda. Can't expect it at. Well, that's it. Uh, thanks for listening. Please leave your comments at letterbox.com/dx5 and come back next month. <laughs> <laughs>